Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And I'm Beast Boy. And as you may have guessed from Matt's intro, this week we were talking about Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Yeah, we are. You're goddamn right. This is the first major motion picture um, animated style that we've uh, reviewed, I think. Talked yeah. about. I think it's the only one that's been released in theaters and will be until at least uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man film. Is that actually going to make it to theaters? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, that's neat, I guess. Uh, so what was your experience this with Teen Titans Go before this? Or even just a teen... Have you... Because for Teen Titans, they have their comic book history. There was another Teen Titans TV show. And the, this movie's based off the TV show Teen Titans Go. Um, all I knew going into it, I watched a few episodes of Teen Titans Go to kind of get an idea of what I was going to be in for because I hadn't watched it. Uh, teen Titans, when I was growing up, was like four or five years behind me. Uh, my little brother watched it. I didn't really watch it very much. Uh, so I was, I'm familiar with the characters. I know who everybody is. Not that super invested. I knew it was going to be a light romp. Uh, and I also went right after the whole big movie pass crash happened. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So I had to pay for this bullshit. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, like I did really watching Titans go. I try to like, with my one-year-old son, try to get him interested in a couple episodes because I could only watch so many episodes of Puppy Dog Pals in a row, but he didn't care for it. But after I saw the trailer for Teen Titans Go, I think when I saw Infinity War, uh, I was hooked. And then I started to watch the series. And I haven't finished it, but I, I think I'm like midway through season three. And I love the TV series. So I was hoping for more of the same in the show, in the movie, rather. Now, it's super light compared to the actual Teen Titans show. Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go are very, very different. Yes, Teen Titans Go is basically an absurdist comedy show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I watched and a couple episodes. It seemed very, very kid-friendly. Zero stakes kind of game. Although, I mean, I know there's like the episode in the TV series where Robin wants to beat the Flash in a race. So we uh, Nancy Kerrigan's him and or Tanya Harding's him and bust his kneecap so he can win the race. <laughs> uh, in the show, they famously never learn lessons or get taught lessons in it. So Robin's going to teach a lesson. And it was about mortgage investment and about how to flip a rental property to slowly earn escrow uh, over a 20-year period. Okay, that's that's pretty solid. I will admit, I like that joke. That's a good joke. Oh, and there was the episode where they killed the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There was always that episode, too. Yeah, uh, for being such a lighthearted kid show, there sure was a lot of murder that was just kind <laughs> of... Uh, swept under the rug like oh here's a joke and it's a murder by the way yeah the movie opens with balloon man attacking the city yeah uh and the teen titans band together to defeat him and their way they think to defeating him is by defeating him with song and raps yeah by having a sweet dance battle kind of a thing yeah and i wish every superhero movie tried to defeat their villains that way yeah it would make for a lot more interesting superhero movies that's for goddamn sure and towards like you know the scene i think it's like when i first thought okay this movie is going to be great whenever superman wonder woman and green lantern uh john stewart green lantern fly in and actually defeat 
uh, Balloon Man while the Teen Titans are still dancing. And they turn around and Balloon Man's defeated. So they think that they're dancing, defeated Balloon Man. Yeah, it was a solid joke. A good start to the movie. Um, but yeah, right then I, I would agree. I was like, all right, I'm into it. It's funny. Were you, it. were you sold whenever the Teen Titans were defending themselves against the other superheroes? And the Cyborg plays the hip-hop air horn in response to <laughs> Superman. Uh, anytime you play the air horn, I'm 100% on board for whatever you're doing. I don't know why. When like, Superman is thinking, like, they take things more seriously. And one of them threw a rubber chicken in his face. That just killed me. And Superman uh, said, somebody save me. Which is a great reference to the theme song of Smallville. Which I thought was a nice touch. But more importantly, Superman is voiced by Nicolas Cage in the film. Uh, yeah, it was something that I was... While watching the movie, I was like, who the fuck is this? I know this guy. Nick fucking Cage is Superman. Yeah. So happy. I think I read it, and I don't know why that didn't click for me. And for those of you that don't know it, Superman, or not Superman, Nicholas Cage Cage is a massive comic book fan. Uh, He took his stage name from Luke Cage. Uh, He named his son Kal-El after Superman. He owned a copy of Action Comics number one, which I think he sold in auction recently. And then he, uh, he also was in the Death of Superman a film that never got off the ground, but there's a great documentary uh, about it that I recommend everyone should watch. And speaking of Death of Superman, that's going to be out very soon. Totally off subject here, but that's an animated yeah. DC thing that should be really cool. Yeah, in the DC animated uh, movie universe. Uh, by the way, spoiler alerts for all this and spoiler alerts for everything <laughs> yeah. we talk about. In the Death of Superman, Superman actually fucking dies. Yeah. So Who, who, who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, it's called the Death of Superman. But Whatever. Essentially, back to Teen Titans Go, like the Titans learn that basically every superhero move, every superhero gets their own movie. Yep. Uh, and they have it. And there's this great joke where Superman talks about how many movies he's had. One woman talks about how her movie took a while, but she finally got one. Green Lantern, Green Lantern goes, Well, I, even I got a movie, but we don't talk about that. Yeah, this was full of pop culture references, all sorts of goofy songs and dances and shit. There's sure. even a upbeat song about life uh where they literally talk about or i think it's literally called upbeat song about life (laughs) featuring michael bolton who sings literally this is an upbeat song about life in a beautiful 80s vibe and what's great is like when they do that the animation style changes we haven't talked about the most of the movie looks like the teen titans show but they change animation style so much and it's just fun like it keeps you on your feet it keeps you engaged the entire time and whenever they the tiger played the upbeat song about life that Matt talked about. It went to like an eighties uh, music video feel that ended in a very dark moment. How'd that end? Oh, they were all driving in the car singing the song. And they ran over the tiger and killed him. Oh yeah. And yeah. Then I think Cyborg goes, uh, I'm pretty sure his dad is a cop. And they all <laughs> threw him off. I forgot about that. That's excellent. Yeah. This is, I don't want to get to it quite yet, but this is actually might be the darkest kids movie of all time. Uh, if you look a little bit deeper into it, but it's great. They they go to the premiere of I want to say is it Flash's new movie that they go to Batman new Batman's Batman movie film. that they go to, and there's these trailers for the new superhero movies coming out. But before they can get in, they have to free uh, seats. So Raven banishes the Challengers of the Unknown <laughs> <laughs> into into one of her teleporter black holes, uh, which is just a great little in joke for uh, DC continuity fans, but. There's a trailer, and it starts out with all the next movies coming out. It starts with an R on screen, and Robin gets excited because it talks about Batman's biggest sidekick and the most important person in his life. He's like, this movie's got to be mine. 
uh, then it zooms out and it's about Alfred. <laughs> we see Alfred <laughs> battling crime with like a broom and it cuts to him with like a spray bottle and a rag. It's just a great joke about how almost everyone seems to get a movie, except for the Teen Titans. I get it, though. I'd watch an Alfred flick. Yeah, I would. Would you watch the Batmobile flick that they advertised? <laughs> um, no, nah, I wouldn't watch that or the utility belt flick <laughs> that was coming out afterwards. But that's such an awesome scene, too, because they're all in the theater. If you look in the background, there's so many DC heroes in there. You see Detective Chimp in there. You see Booster Gold. You see Dead Man. It, it's just a ridiculous who's who in the DC world. Yeah, it was It was really fun just looking to see how many I could spot as fast as I could spot. Exactly. Them. Like That'd be something if you had it on home video, you would pause to actually look at all of them. In fact, I'm pretty sure I saw almost every DC hero movie in the movie. Or every DC hero movie. Oh, every DC hero in the movie. Except for Constantine. I don't think I saw Constantine anywhere anytime. No, but he would have been a great addition. Yeah, he would have. Real quick, speaking of Constantine, he's got a movie coming out. Mm -hmm. That'll be fun. Um, All right, back to our review. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to address that and make sure that I'm not losing it. Um, But what I love about the movie, too, is that there's so many references, and not just to DC stuff, but references to other things in pop culture, but also references to Marvel throughout the entire thing yeah they uh they finally meet up with their their big villain because they decide that's the only way that they're going to get a movie made about them or more specifically robin and it's slade wilson or deathstroke yeah who they think is deadpool who they yeah they're like the the greatest joke of that whole thing because they're like you're deadpool right he's like no i'm not fucking deadpool <laughs> he's like i was around before deadpool yeah which he was deadpool's based on deathstroke fun fact uh slade wilson wade wilson Catch any similarities? And their costumes and their weaponry. (laughs) He's like, but Deadpool has a sword. What (laughs) sword was tied to Deadpool? (laughs) Uh, The greatest part to me about that was they were like, say something to the camera. (laughs) Come on, just do it. You're Deadpool. (laughs) Yeah, there are so many jokes that like weren't like kids would not have picked up on at all in this. And I mean, I'm sure kids liked it, but it was a very, it was like, I don't know, Shrek in that sense that there was a a bunch of adult-oriented jokes throughout the film. Well, here's the thing. It's not just adult-oriented jokes. It's comic book-oriented jokes. So there are some of these that went over my head. I'm sure there are some that you missed. Like, it was just chock full of fucking deep cuts. Well, and... Well, you... And there's just so many... Uh, what was I going to say? There's so many things going on in the background, too. There's... Uh, there's yeah, there's... Movie so, posters. Yeah. Galore. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of uh, the Chew comic book, where... On every single page, it's like I have to pay super close attention because who knows what I'm going to miss if I don't if I don't look at it right now. I loved the uh, "What's Up Doc" poster with Doctor Manhattan with Bugs Bunny rabbit ears oh, and a carrot. They had done another one right before, and I can't even recall, but they made a couple Watchmen references. Yeah, and there was a Batman or Superman, but it was Batgirl and Supergirl, and so they were just being friendly towards one another. So <laughs> that was another great one too. Uh, what do you think of the? Speaking of that, what do you think of the little? Uh, uh, DC Girls. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Show. Yeah, I I don't see a lot of animated movies in theaters, especially kids movies. So I forget that there's sometimes animated shorts uh, beforehand. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I thought it was just a cute little bit to have, uh, like Batgirl. Uh, basically, it was Batgirl wanting to stop Mister Freeze, but she had to sneak out because her dad Jim Gordon was still awake, and she was meeting up with Wonder Woman. Uh. Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz, I think is her first on-screen appearance. Zatanna. And there was one more person I can't remember. Supergirl, maybe? No. Maybe she was there, too. 
Supergirl was the dumbest. There was one more person. I can't remember. There, there was somebody else there, but I thought that was a fun little short. What did you think of it? That was fucking stupid. I'm not a baby, Alex. It was definitely a very little kids uh, oriented short. Yeah. Which I thought was like super cool that they yeah. got like their own thing right in front of it. It was neat. And it that was I way guess. more kid friendly than really anything else going on in Teen Titans Go to the yeah. movies. There was definitely no murders happening happening <laughs> in this little short, although I wished there were. But the there's this great moment too where they Teen Titans finally get into the movie studio a lot and they see a cameo by Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> who did not realize it was yeah. a DC movie yeah. instead of a, yeah. a Marvel movie. <laughs> Excellent joke. And then he even makes a, a comeback later on in the movie and comes yeah. back again. I love to like they're just talking and you see Stanley in the background sweeping a broom and trying to mean mug his face like all over the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like yeah. like easing closer yeah. to the camera every time you Basically doing this movie is just PG thirteen Deadpool is what it is. Ah, it's chock full of references throughout the entire that. thing. Um chock full of references, sure, but it's more comic oriented and less pop culture oriented. Yeah, that's true. Although them going back in time was definitely a reference to Back to the Future. We have that too. But don't get me wrong. There are several pop culture references throughout this thing, but it's mostly like it's comic hits. There's also a thing too that they're talking about the Teen Titans broke up, what they would all go do. And like Beast Boy would be eating garbage for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, Starfire would be back on her home planet. Raven would be ruling with her dad. But Cyborg's killed me. <laughs> if he weren't Teen Titans, he'd be an NFL star. <laughs> and he seems so depressed about it. He was like, it's worse Wars. than you think. Yeah. <laughs> All the money and the fame. <laughs> I thought that was a fantastic bit. Uh, and there's a great bit, too. I'm skipping over my favorite part, but there's a great bit where they sneak into where the real superheroes are and they hide under the craft services table because they're building a doomsday machine <laughs> <laughs> and they try and destroy it. And Superman comes to stop them. Uh, but luckily they destroy Superman because they have kryptonite and they, they're just chunking it at him. And like Superman's laying in the fetal position. They're throwing shards of kryptonite <laughs> on his body repeatedly over and over again, just gleefully doing it. That, that was definitely a, one of the funnier parts of the movie. I think that one actually made me laugh out loud with just how much kryptonite they were raining down on <laughs> Superman. It's like an endless supply. It was it was ridiculous, <laughs> but it was beautiful. Um, we did skip over one of my uh, more favorite parts. Actually, no, I think it's coming up. Uh, they decide that the only way that they're going to get their own movie, uh, Robin finds out as if there were no more superheroes. This is my favorite part, too. Oh, my God. It's so good. So they have a montage of how they're getting rid of all these superheroes. Basically, first they go back and they save Krypton, and then yeah. they save Batman's parents Which, from Crime Alley. Which, too, when they go to Krypton, we see Jor-El, Superman's dad, trying to fix it. But the voice that they use for Jor-El is basically a Marlon Brando impression, and Marlon Brando plays Superman's dad in the Christopher Reeves film. So that was just a nice callback to that, too. There were a bunch of little things like that. They're just but, yes. fantastic. But the one thing that was great Aaron, in this first sequence, because they go back and correct their mistake... Um, is they kill Aquaman with a six pack of uh? Well, which yeah, which just chokes <laughs> him to death. Yeah. Um, as a baby too. 
But it was great, too, whenever they stopped Batman from getting Batman, like Matt said, they go to where the Wayne family is leaving the theater after seeing The Legend of Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't go that way. It's Crime Alley. Why don't you go down, like, Happiness Lane, you dum-dums? <laughs> yeah, and they show Crime Alley, and it's just people shooting guns <laughs> all over the place. And, like, whatever the other, like, the Happiness Lane, whatever it was called again, it's just, like, rainbows and lollipops <laughs> all through it. <laughs> and all of them just criticizing the Wayne parenting <laughs> for that decision. Uh, uh, right afterwards, they go back uh, to the future, and it is a lawless wasteland where all these supervillains are ruling the world. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we need to immediately go undo that and bring the superheroes back. This isn't yeah. going to work. So the best part was... It's the you, darkest you know, joke in the entire it's movie. so good, though. But... Batman's parents and yep. Bruce are leaving the theater and they shove them down Crime Alley <laughs> and you hear the gunshots. <laughs> and they just look so pleased with themselves after they do it. After they kill Batman's parents. There's jokes in this movie about killing baby Aquaman. Yeah. Murdering, making sure that Bruce Wayne's parents get violently <laughs> murdered. Yep. Like, uh, hit, there's their pro hit and run. Hit and run. Because someone that might be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's the darkest movie ever and... That's how it ends. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The end. No more. <laughs> but basically, Robin does get his own movie, but it turns out that the director of the superhero films, Jade Wilson, was actually Slade Wilson in disguise. Yeah, how and long did it take say, you to figure that out, Alex? Deathstroke was voiced by Will Arnett, who did an excellent job as Deathstroke, I thought. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, but it was just uh, funny watching him knock Robin out and then replace Robin in the real Teen Titans vault, and Robin talking about how realistic everything was. I like his nice little Easter egg, too. The code for their vault played the Teen Titans Go theme. I thought that was uh, a nice little, nice little homage to the TV show. Yeah, I actually picked up on that, too. I was like, oh, that's neat. Didn't didn't mean anything to me, but it was neat. I but guess. essentially, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and just jump to the end. Uh because, okay, in the end... I don't end, know if you've noticed this, Alex, but we're pretty much at the end of this film at this point. Yeah. We it, haven't it, talked about the villain at all, but we're pretty much at the end of yeah, this film. The, the movie's only an hour and a half long, which or hour, hour and 28 minutes, which I like, yeah, personally. Yeah, super short. Yeah. Uh, for a comic book film. Um, But we get to the end of the film, and long story short, but they defeat uh, Slade. Part of it is through their power of their raps, yeah. which is a nice touch, too. Uh, they defeat Slade after Robin banishes every superhero to the uh, realm where she banishes people to the Black Abyss and the Challenger of the Unknown. Like, hooray, we're saved. <laughs> and they come back. She brings everyone back but the Challengers of the Unknown. <laughs> uh, Another excellent joke. Yeah. But the superheroes are wrapping up and Robin's trying to give a big speech and everyone's just chanting, credits, credits, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. And, and typical Teen Titans go, there's no lessons learned, and Robin desperately wants them to learn a lesson. Uh, and so, right before the credits roll, he jumps to the camera, looks directly into it. It's like, quick, ask your parents where babies come from. Yeah. And the credits hit. That was solid. It was a, a very good ending to the film. Obviously, they stopped the big bad. Yeah. Who's not really even that big or that bad. There there was a post credit scene, uh, and it was in the animation style of the original Teen Titans TV show. Because uh, a lot of people were upset when that show was canceled. Uh, and there's been rumors that that show might come back depending on the success of this movie. I know this movie made $10.5 million opening weekend, which isn't a lot, but the budget was $10 million, so they already hit over their budget. With yeah, all. That's just domestic that's, opening. I don't know if anybody out there knows, but if you make your budget back on the first weekend, you're good. Yeah. You're fine. And I'm 
pretty sure MoviePass basically being out all last weekend impacted the grosses for movies like. Oh, Teen greatly! Titans. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely fucked over this movie a little bit. Yeah, so that was just unfortunate timing for them, at least. But so, where would you rate this film on a scale of one to ten? That's a solid seven and a half. I'd even, I'd watch it again. I would. Yeah, because you miss a lot of jokes, like you said, and I'm even sure too that like when this movie comes out, there will be a lot of fun, like DVD or I should sorry. Blu-ray extras that come out uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, who buys DVDs anymore? Yeah. Chumps. Uh, I would rate this movie a 10 out of 10. I think this is the greatest DC movie of all time. It is better than The Dark Knight. <laughs> and uh, we are on podcast 48 right now, and we will not be making it to 50 because of Alex's bold, ridiculous claims. This is basically, finally, DC was trying to catch up with Marvel. And with this, they took a step closer, actually. And there was that great opening as well, too, with the Teen Titans comics flipping in the opening, which is an homage to the Marvel credits when they flip through all the comics for that character, too. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So finally, DC figured out, let's copy some stuff from Marvel and make Marvel references. And we'll have the greatest DC movie of all time. Yeah, because Marvel does that shit to DC and Deadpool. So why not do it right back? Yeah. It's smart. It was brilliant. It was fun. I'd be desperate for like a sequel to this movie uh, because they use their budget well. Like we mentioned earlier, there's a ton of animation styles, too, and they're all incredibly well done. The voice acting was incredible. Uh, Just know it is a kid's movie. Alex is giving a kid's movie a 10. 10 out of 10. Like, if this is not win Best Picture at the Oscars (laughs) this year, then we're burning down Hollywood. Uh, The system is rigged. uh, This is basically this year's Moonlight. You're going (laughs) to... Oh, my God. You're going to be like the guy that... Uh, from old school, you're gonna be like Will Ferrell. We're going streaking down to the quad, just just you. Yeah, you are going to burn down Hollywood by yourself. Yeah, sometimes all it takes is one person to make a change, <laughs> and Hollywood needs to step up to the streets. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that fucking does it for me <laughs> for forever because I can't deal with this shit. Uh, next week we're gonna bring you a superhero fight. Uh, but as always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Our posting probably funny stuff there. I don't know. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and see all of our comic book collections and all sorts of cool stuff, whatever we're buying there. Follow us on Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast. However you're listening to it. We're on motherfucking Spotify now, bitches until they remove us from that comment. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, make sure you download, too. Uh, that helps us, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, if you care free, give us a review on iTunes. Uh, but I think about it wraps it up for this week's Henshin of Comics. As always, I'm Alex Dashback. And I'm the tight teen ones. Henshin ain't easy.